I think it's very safe to say we are all familiar with the Lord's Prayer. Christian and non-Christian have heard it. I would venture to say that everybody in this building has heard the Lord's Prayer and almost everybody in this church today can say it without visual aid. Today, uh, we heard in the Gospel, according to Luke, a version that's a little bit stripped down in comparison to what we normally pray. But it hits on the same themes as our familiar prayer. This is a prayer about basic needs and our dependence on God. And it's a prayer that was given to us by Jesus. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Do not bring us to the time of trial. Give us our daily bread, our sustenance, our meal. Give us our daily bread, the word of Jesus, which sustains us. Give us our daily bread, the foretaste of the heavenly banquet that awaits us in our Eucharist. All these images are supported in this one line of this prayer. Forgive us our sins. Remove the burden of our wrongdoing, that burden that is too heavy for us to bear on our own. We have indeed been forgiven our sins, yet we are also required to forgive others. In fact, we promise in this prayer that we've already forgiven others. Yet, despite our, our continued shortcomings, God continues to forgive us, to love us, to nurture us. Do not bring us to the time of trial. This is a little trickier, but Jesus was likely talking about persecution because of one's faith. And this was much more likely to happen in first century Palestine rather than it is in 21st century America. There are, however, many who follow Jesus at their own peril worldwide, and this prayer is no doubt a source of comfort and strength for them. And we look at these three themes, we can see God's graciousness in our lives. Though we all have difficult days and periods of struggle, emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically, God has answered our prayers and has been faithful to us. We have our daily bread. We have forgiveness of sins. We have freedom from persecution. However, there is one part of this prayer, vital part, that I did not yet cover. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. At first glance, it seems rather simple. Bring your kingdom here, beloved God. Bring your kingdom to us finally. Rid us of the problems that surround us. We want heaven on earth. But to say your kingdom come is more than asking God to usher in the heavenly kingdom. It's more than sitting back and waiting for something to happen. Your kingdom come is also a commitment to our participation in that kingdom. This commitment exists throughout Scripture. We are to be stewards, active participants in bringing our world along towards the just society that God envisioned at creation. We are supposed to help bring about God's kingdom here on earth rather than wait for it to happen. This is more clear 
in the version of the Lord's Prayer found in the Gospel according to Matthew, where it says the much more familiar, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Or as we will pray in a little while, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom will be here when God's will is being done here on earth. C.S. Lewis wrote, Thy will be done. But a great deal of it is to be done by God's creatures, including me. The petition, then, is not merely that I may patiently suffer God's will, but that I may vigorously do it. I must be an agent as well as a patient. We are God's patients, indeed. That is why we persistently pray for daily bread, for forgiveness, and for protection from evil. But we are also agents. This is why we pray for God's kingdom to come, for God's will to be done through us. And we have so many opportunities to use our God-given talents and our persistence to be agents of change and faithful witnesses to the glory of God's kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is within our grasp. This week, I went to Nashville. We left on Sunday. I went with nine other students, high school students, and one other chaperone who is on the fast track to sainthood. (laughs) And we went up to Nashville on an urban mission trip. We got back yesterday afternoon. We participated in uh, numerous ministries throughout Nashville, dealing with a variety of challenges. And we were exposed to heartbreak. But we also saw God's kingdom breaking into this world through human conduits. And we experienced so much joy as a result. We spent a considerable amount of time this week with the homeless population on the streets and in the shelters. One morning, we arrived at the Nashville Rescue Mission at 4.30 a.m., and we helped serve about 400 breakfasts to homeless men who were staying at the shelter and other men who were on the streets without shelter. And as we left that morning, we listened to the kitchen manager who was walking out with us, and we listened to him tell us how he was once in that program and how this faith-based program and Jesus saved his life. And his life is turned around, and he's thrilled to have this job at the mission, and he loves to serve others there. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We also visited a place called Friends Life. Just about every day we were there. And it's a program that's dedicated to improving the quality of life for adults with mental disabilities from autism to cerebral palsy and various other disabilities. There's a wide spectrum there. And many of these adults feel separated from the rest of their community. So Friends Life teaches them social and vocational skills. And this is a community that has few opportunities to learn or to grow or find employment. So this this role that Friends Life fills is vital. 
And in addition, Friends Life shares with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. So during our time there, we listened to devotionals, we played sports and games, we sang, we danced, we created simple artwork. But no matter what we were doing, we spent time building relationships with these adults and learning from them. Some of the most remarkable young men and women we've ever encountered. It was a special privilege to watch our students arm in arm singing songs with such joy and love for each other with these young adults. There was a genuine God-given love present there. And it was all made possible by a faith-based organization committed to an underserved but capable community. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We also spent time at a place called Magdalene House. And it's a community founded by an Episcopal priest, Becca Stevens, up in Nashville. She founded it in 1997. And it's for women who have a history of prostitution and drug addiction. And Magdalene House places these women in a two-year program and helps them every step of the way be reintroduced into a functional life in society. And they provide assistance, even providing skills for employment through a company created by Magdalena House called Thistle Farms. And this is vital because you know if you've been arrested, good luck trying to find a job. And so there was a frustration trying to help people transition back into something of a normal life and no one can find work. So they started this company called Thistle Farms. And and Thistle Farms makes high-end beauty products. And uh, you can find these products, you know, at Whole Foods and other places. And the proceeds go right to Magdalene House. And what's more, these women are given a shelter and a community, a place to belong, and a chance to learn social skills in a community setting after a lifetime on the streets. And this program has a whopping 70% success rate. 70% stay off drugs, stay out of prostitution, and stay off the streets once they've gone through this program. It's a program that brings joy and hope to many women who once had none. One graduate of the program wrote, The difference for me was having a home. I had just come out of jail where I had the bunk with 50 other women. When I walked in, they handed me a key. And I could see a kitchen with pots and pans and plates. I almost dropped to the ground. I was so thankful to have that key. I didn't want to lose it. It was so small, but it kept me going for a long time until the lessons started taking root in me. The Magdalene House is an amazing place. And we experience the joy and optimism of these women firsthand. It's a place that was made by the faith and persistence of others. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are just a few of the many things we witness. Just a few. And it is only the perspective of one out of eleven. I am sure the others on our mission team have some enlightening insights 
And yet, despite all the wonderful things happening in our world and the amazing ways that God is breaking into our world, there's still much to be done. If we served about 400 men one morning, there were hundreds more without their daily bread and with fading hope. If friends' life is radically changing the lives of about 15 adults with mental disabilities, how many more lives have not been given the same opportunity? How many more are disconnected from society and the good news of Christ because they were born with a disability? Or consider the Magdalene House. They have a waiting list of 80 women. A woman has to be arrested 100 times before she can be considered for the Magdalene House. That's at least 8,000 arrests between the women on the waiting list. 8,000 arrests primarily for drugs and prostitution. That's just the waiting list for one program. That's only in Nashville. There's so much to be done. There are so many opportunities for us to find and serve Christ and others. We have opportunities to advance the gospel and to bring hope to many. We have opportunities to help restore the God-given dignity in so many human beings who have a story, who have gifts, yet who lack hope. And in doing so, we also experience the greatest joys found in relationship with others rooted in the love of God. That's why we pray. That's why we must continue to act on our prayers. That's why we continue to live the Lord's Prayer. So that one day, one day, when we say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, it will, with God's help, finally and completely be a reality for all.